Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Apollo. No, you are not, Jake Freo, because you have no voice yet. Are you Jake Freo now? I am Jake Fredo. <laughs> yeah. Yes, my mute, my mute button must have broken. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame it on the mute button. Uh, it's good to have it's you back, though, Jake. It's been a few days since we've uh, we've gotten to stare into each other's eyes. Uh, you know, while on this platform. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We we are missing you back here. Uh, I know you're you're dealing with some stuff, but. We are witnessing, uh, you know, another episode in a life of science fiction and uh, fantasy writing, right on, along the lines of J.K. Rowling, and uh, we now have the Ministry of Truth. Uh, I was trying to see if I could see my uh, 1984 book on my shelf. Uh, rather important read. Uh, George Orwell would probably have an aneurysm if he realized that he wrote the manual uh, for these people to follow. Uh, really, really scary stuff, uh, especially ahead of midterms as everything's collapsing. You know, it's it's one of those situations where they ran out of time, right? They ran out of time, they ran out of ammo, and they're looking at the situation saying, we've got six months, uh, six, yeah, six months to stretch this thing, right? And they, they've run out of subversive options. So now they're just full-on frontal attacks, for the american people to deal with so I, i'm really concerned that you know we looked at 2020 the summer of 2020 is kind of the summer from hell and as i've said before that's stealing something is one thing keeping it when people come looking for it right is another you have to maintain it you have to maintain the lie and you have to keep track of the lies and they've lost track of the lies everything's falling apart and now we're seeing the system melt down you know, whether it's Musk, Musk buying Twitter and them losing their government, uh, their fourth branch of government. So now they have to create the Ministry of Truth. Well, it's not quite the fourth branch. It's more like a department in the fourth branch. Um, I mean, the, the fourth branch, the, the fourth estate, it spans a great many, uh, I guess we'll call it industries and platforms. Uh, but that was a big one for them. That it, one of the largest social media platforms in the world. Uh, and one that they had been, you know, propping up their little Judases with their blue check marks. And, uh, you know, it, it, because of the format of Twitter, especially, it was, it was a big weapon for them uh, and has been. And people have realized that over the last, you know, couple of years, just exactly how in bed these big tech, uh, you know, overlords and, uh, the news and the you know the mainstream media, the politicians, and now we're seeing big pharma. I'd like to. I wonder if I can find that Pfizer super cut again. We've played it again. It's not super important right now, but it, like absolutely everything. These uh, the the people who are supposed to be giving us objective truth, supposed to be informing us, supposed to be, uh, you know, keeping us safe. The CDC, the FDA, all these people. They're they are all sold out to the same interests. And now that with the revelations from the Hunter Biden laptop, we're seeing that those interests extend uh, beyond just pharmaceutical industries here in this country. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to you, Jake. If you look at, you know, the example of Merrick Garland's son being involved in a publishing company that was, you know, printing uh, critical race theory or, or BLM, you know, related material, that's a conflict of interest that everyone can look at and go, well, yeah, Nice try, you know, not, not really a surprise, but when you look at an agency formed out of thin air 
after they lost supreme control over Twitter, a complete meltdown of the company. Even articles coming out today were showing that since 2019, the company has been lying about their user numbers, right? And so when, I think it was Jack Posobiec said this a few days ago that uh, Elon didn't just buy a company, he bought a mountain of evidence. And when this report came out today, what it shows is, imagine Netflix lied to their, you know, their investor and said, we have 500 million subscribers worldwide. And so investors invest in the stock, invest in the company, because there's this monumental growth of user, you know, subscription-based users. And then all of a sudden it comes out that Netflix lied those number, about those numbers, and they were half that. That's exactly what Twitter did. So I, I'm not sure how it went into the drive, but Twitter, Twitter number one, that, that cut, that's from Zero Hedge. Um, oh, I got you. Yeah, I don't think I had a number on Twitter number one. Uh, the headline article, and then you have Twitter number two ready. Since 2019, they were lying to significant percentage points. I think, believe over 20-something percent exaggeration. Having So they Twitter misses revenue, admits overstating millions of users you know and we're seeing this and you put the second one up we're seeing this with the entire company structure you know company goes private and they've right uh, all of a sudden all of these conservative voices have gained tons of, of followers donald trump jr gained back ninety thousand followers in the first day march uh, so in, in march of 19 uh, 2019 we launched a feature that allowed people to link multiple separate accounts together in order to conveniently switch between accounts this resulted in an overstatement from q1 of 2019 through q4 of 2021 an error was made at that time kind of like the voting machines such that actions taken via the primary account resulted in all linked accounts being counted as as a user. <laughs> I mean, that's stock fraud. It's stock fraud that they, yeah. they artfully disguised. And so when, when Posobiec said that he bought a mountain of evidence, I, I think we're going to see three things come out of this. One, that it was much more, there was much more federal involvement in the day-to-day -day operations of Twitter as a whole. Uh, two, they were fleecing the shareholder, kind of, you know, like a company like Uber that doesn't have any real uh, profit and they're valued at multi-billion dollar unicorn status. So it was kind of, kind of like a Solyndra, right? The failed investment on Obama's part or Fisker cars that Twitter yeah. until citizen came in with the cash to buy it out actually you know was an entirely valueless stock or completely less valuable than stated and what i'd be interested to see is that musk having made this purchase if they presented those numbers to him and that was now just found out after the deal be well yeah it it makes me wonder maybe there was uh it wasn't only the fact that they didn't want to give up their weapon, uh, which, you know, I I considered, but I was really just kind of excited that maybe we would have it turned over to uh, to someone who would actually, you know, respect free speech and wasn't a, an absolute uh, globalist. I'm not 100% sold on Musk yet, uh, but maybe a big deal uh, or a big reason that they didn't want to accept, you know, many billions of dollars was because they, <laughs> they knew that they would get... Uh, get found out as soon as he actually did acquire it, which is look. It looks like that's exactly what just happened. It's it's a, it's a tough situation because they could claw back if, if it turns out that this was all, you know, cooking the books and fraud, and Musk gets a deal done based on fraudulent numbers. They could claw back money from all of these executives, anyone involved in it that had a share package that will get cashed out on this transaction. <laughs> So we, we should see, but what, what's, I think, more frightening is that within 24 hours of this deal taking place, 
and them losing what is the greatest indoctrinator of culture and media and information and has served so for the past six years you, that, you know, they balled it up, threw it out, they'd probably dig it back up during election year. But now that someone bought it, they're in a really, really tight spot. And so they go and they put this woman up. Have you looked into this Nina Jankowitz? Uh, a little bit. You have more than I have. Uh, I've been, I've been doing some research on other stuff, but she's a, she's quite a piece of work. I will say, uh, I'll say generously. Oh, oh, that, that is, that looks like, that looks like, uh, Gretchen, Whitmer, Whitmer. See, I started saying how you say that looks like Gretchen (laughs) Whitmer got into like, like the steroids and was like juicing in secrecy. Yeah. It looks like Caitlyn Jenner, you know, if, uh, she started out as Gretchen Whitmer, not, not, like a not character attack, from Harry Potter. It's a character from Harry Potter. Not, that's, not that's to attack the like. person, but you can tell a lot from a person by their eyes. And that is that looks like a woman that is intent on conquering and destroying with a with a, with a vengeance. And I think she's aptly qualified. Then uh, you got the whole Zoom feature there. Yeah, okay, that okay. is look at the, look that at is a very vengeful, vengeful looking woman. Oh my so, goodness. We're in for a lot this year. All right. She's aptly appointed as the head of the Disinformation Governance Board, which is the Ministry of Truth from 1984. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff that she didn't really care to keep quiet over the past few years. You know, one, she, I think you might have this tweet, but she is now in charge of heading the agenda of this organization to protect and inform the american public as to what is misinformation or disinformation but she's also guilty of saying that the hunter biden laptop there she is she's wonderful the hunter biden laptop was disinformation and she even cited in her tweet from a little over i think two years ago she cited in her tweet that 50 plus national security advisors have confirmed it as such. So if you do not see the risk in uh, having someone- I might have that tweet. This, I dropped it, it was in the Slack from I think yesterday's show, but we got a bunch of good videos on her. And this is, you know, she sounds very similar to Dr. Fauci. She was this big believer in social, or not social distancing. She calls it informational distancing, which is <laughs> almost- <laughs> Almost, no joke, no joke. It's 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 almost as if they just reworded the same script that they handed to Dr. Fauci, and you know, you don't want to contract a conspiracy theory. Just don't go out in public. Don't uh, talk. Let's to people. play this. Turn Can we play this cut? Uh, that is B one is the yeah B two is informational distancing. Okay, get ready, guys. This is going to be good. (laughs) What individuals can do. So obviously, we're not going to see a a nationwide media literacy program instituted in the next 40 days. So here's your crash course. Uh, First of all, I like to say we all need to be practicing informational distancing right now in addition to social distancing. Hmm. Okay, we'll keep going. Understanding that disinformation manipulates to say we all need to be practicing informational distancing right now in addition to social distancing. Understanding that disinformation manipulates your emotions. If you feel yourself getting really worked up about something, the best thing you can do is to close your device or put it down and walk away for a little while. And if you still find something gnawing at you, then you can start to do a little bit of due diligence. So if you're on a weird website you've never seen before, does it have contact information? Not just a contact us form, but an actual physical address and a phone number. Does it have a masthead for its editorial staff? Has that (laughs) author ever written anything before? And is it of the same caliber? Is it also that manipulative emotional stuff? Um, If it has interesting... Oh, 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 we got to pump the brakes there for a second. Manipulative emotional stuff. Kind of like a, you know, like a, like an abusive spouse, significant other, right? Or and, like, uh, uh, you know, MSNBC, CNN, Brian Stelter, the people who just got canceled from CNN plus their own platform because no one wants to watch their garbage. Uh, perhaps Fauci, perhaps the same garbage from Chen Psaki. Like <laughs> entire executive board that's now uh, raging in, in, in 
leftist fury. Uh, uh, but let's go on. Let's go. Oh, on. Yes, yes. Let's, let's continue. continue. Let's continue. Oh goodness. Is it of the same caliber? Is it also that manipulative emotional stuff? Um, if it has interesting visual content, and by interesting I mean your spidey senses start to tingle, you should teach yourself how to do a reverse image search. This is an easy thing to do that's built oh. into most browsers these days. Um, and basically what that allows you to do is find the earliest instance of that image on the internet or similar images um, so you can kind of track and see where it's coming from often disinformation will misappropriate uh, images so we see the russians for example uh using images from the balkan conflicts in the 1990s as images of ukraine today um, this is a great way to spot false information um, and finally just thinking before you share under understanding that again they're playing on your emotions and hoping for that organic engagement that's what makes this stuff blow up it's not about ads anymore um, and understanding the role that you play in that ecosystem and finally if you're going to engage with a friend or family member and and tell them you know this is actually wrong here's the snopes link um, <laughs> psychologists people who who actually have studied these interactions uh, on a massive scale have shown that it's actually better to do that in a personal format. So whether that's a, a direct message, picking up the phone, sending a text message or having a conversation and rather than just sending the fact check immediately because most of the people who have been taken in by this stuff don't want to be told they're wrong. They don't want to be fact checked and they usually think that fact checkers are part of the deep state. The best thing you can do is say, why do you believe that? and get into a conversation about it. It's not going to be a cut and dry, like, let me just debunk that for you. That's not going to work, and it's actually going to cause people to get a little bit more entrenched. So that's what I've tried to employ in my own personal life. It gets frustrating sometimes. I do have a QAnon believer in my extended family. Uh, oh, but no. It's, it's part of uh, the engagement that we all have to do as active citizens these days. <laughs> So it seems to me that she was calling for an intervention, not, you know, don't, don't corner the person in a room away from others so you can, you can provide an intervention for them. Hey, can she I interrupt real quick? I want to, I want to, I want to give an example of a manipulative, emotional, uh, you know, content. All right. Just, this is a good one. Ready? Look at all the children. Be your own superhero. Stay home. Safer at home. Oh, MiamiDade.gov coronavirus. Be your own superhero. I thought I thought you were going to reference Joe Biden saying, "Be prepared for a winter, a very dark winter of death and, and destruction." Well, I mean, I could have or, played any yeah, any segment from the mainstream media or Joe Biden from the last you know forever. So. So, but she does reference Snopes. Like, show them the Snopes article, right? Oh, show yes. them the Snopes. So, uh, so we have we have uh, which I until today thought was real, and I feel like a fool, and I now understand why my family has disowned me. No, it's actually the photo on Slack. But this is a good one. This is oh. um, that that's an article relating to uh, Snopes input on the Hunter Biden laptop. But the the image Wait, in Slack, the, I, I are you talking about the horse? <laughs> The bear, yeah, the bear, yeah, the one I, oh. I thought this was a real photo, and I, I apparently lost the respect of my family saying that that was a real photo. So <laughs> now we, now we learn. Well, maybe it'll that, be a little uh, bit easier for us now that we have the Ministry of Truth. Yes, we, I'm sure they'll be have like a 24 hour live chat support, and I might just turn you in. Well, you, put up, it wouldn't be put, difficult. Put up B five, please. Oh, not B five. I'm sorry, B three. The Snopes laptop. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is their uh, input on the Hunter Biden laptop. The story also raised red flags for disinformation researchers. For example, Thomas Ridd, professor of strategic studies at John Hopkins University School of Advanced International Studies, could they made a longer title? Uh, tweeted that the story should be approached with caution and noted that it's an old Cold War disinformation tactic to pass information, especially, but not exclusively, when forged to lowbrow newspapers. Great little underhanded jab to the New York Post there, one the longest lasting newspaper in the country in the 1700s. 
to lowbrow newspapers. It's not the Sun guys, but okay, that have high circulation and low standards of investigation. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason why they've survived 250 years in this country, but maybe that's just me. Ideal for surfacing and amplification. On March 16, 2022, a New York Times story about a U.S. Department of Justice uh, investigation into uh, Hunter Biden's tax affairs. The Times mentioned emails from a cache of files that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. Uh, These people, these people are horrific. And now they've created, I mean, you know, I I can't even think of anything to compare this to as as to how full-faced absurd this is of how desperate the establishment is becoming. And so in keeping with the idea of informational distancing, I'll remind everyone, B4 is, is, is Fauci, word for word, giving us the same speech about social distancing. Day after he testified before Congress today, Dr. Anthony Fauci spoke to reporters in Sacramento. Like the governor, he pleaded with people to keep following those phys- physical distancing guidelines. CBS 13's Heather Jansen is live in Midtown now with the message. Yeah, absolutely. Very parental sounding advice from both Dr. Fauci and Governor Newsom today as the state continues to reopen and our cases are rising. Both can't stress enough. Think about more than just yourself. A virtual visit from Dr. Anthony Fauci talking directly to people in Sacramento over Facebook Live about California's response to the coronavirus pandemic. Well, I don't think it's anything that the state of California is doing wrong or not. It's what the response of the people are to what the opening process is. And that response, he says, hasn't been the best, especially when spikes are being seen in certain age ranges. Usually young people who think that now that we're opening, opening means all or none. It's something Tristan Clark has noticed her peers doing, heading out with no remorse. If they get it, they'll be fine. They'll fight it off. But that's not really the case. Mindsets like these prompting a stern lecture from Governor Newsom. If you cannot practice physical distancing, then are you practicing love? Strong words emphasizing oh. the need to reevaluate what a social oh, life oh, should oh. look like right now. We have to kind of- do, you remember, do you remember that line about emotional manipulation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that kind of rings a bell that calling into your your personal relationships and, and, and doing it for others, you know, for the, the safety of others. You know, how many times I got called uh, a, a killer and a murderer and chased by leftist maniacs through New York City, ultimately resulting in me leaving the city uh, during the whole pandemic. So, you know, beware of emotional manipulation. Beware of emotional manipulation that if you don't support Black Lives Matter, you're a racist. If you don't support or think that trans Black Lives Matter, you're a racist transphobe. So, you know, if you don't, if you don't think kids being able to talk about sex at five years old with their uh, tie-dye haired teachers is LGBTQ-phobia, you know, you're a terrible person. So just through and through, the, the the entire establishment has told us all what terrible people we are, like an abusive relationship, like an abusive parent or an abusive significant other. And uh, we are now being told that we should uh, avoid such situations. You know, it's the it's the the iconic example of a, of a master slave complex, and the the people just accepting it and taking it and it's it's really frightening but i think there's something greater at foot here as as the truth of the situation that they have built is starting to emerge the yahoo finance i mean any of the financial outlets today came out and said that the u.s has retracted or contracted the 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 economy of the first quarter of this year has completely uh, drawn back. And that should be very frightening, especially when the same people that for the past three months have been telling us everything's you know thriving, record jobs creation, record employment, record 
record opportunity, record spending, you know, for, for the future. And now we're looking at all of the headlines today within the past hour that I mean, this is incredible. U.S. GDP fell at a 1.4% pace to start the year as pandemic recovery takes a hit. So they're actually saying we're worse off than when the pandemic started. So all of it. And they even they even said that, go ahead. I, I can't hear you. I couldn't hear you. Maybe it's my end. Test, test. Now I can hear you. Okay. Um, how, how is it possible that we're not better off? I mean, after e even now that they've allowed, you know, in their mercy and in their wisdom and grace, they've allowed Americans to actually, uh, you know, to move into the public and uh, open their businesses to some extent, uh, mostly because of pressure from Americans. Uh the damage that's been done to businesses and, and uh, to everyone's livelihoods is massive. And on top of that, they've been ripping off the taxpayers with all this absolute garbage uh, and all these tests. Uh, I mean, you know, we, re we reported back when they uh, came out and said that we don't have enough money to give everyone the next round of booster shots. Uh, they, they, they have been ripping us off at historic levels over the last couple of years under the name of, of public health. Oh, let's let's put it this way. You had trillions of dollars printed since the beginning of March 2020. And all that money went to giant corporations that used it to buy back their stocks, which is uh, frowned upon in, in equity markets because it, it, it doesn't necessarily show that the economy is doing well. It's just pulling chips off the table so you can corner the market so you can hold the market of a certain company say if there's a hundred shares of tesla and the company appears that it's doing well but they know that in the next quarterly report it shows that they're tanked well if you own 99 of the 100 shares when that report comes out the one investor that doesn't or the one investor that owns one share, if he sells it because he sees that the company's dying, it's not going to affect the share price. And so that's what we're witnessing. I mean, the Dow Jones is at near double digits or near 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 doubled from where it was in March of 2020. Yet all of the numbers that are, excuse me, all the numbers that are coming out completely contradict all of the claims that are coming from the federal government and you know they gave us three thousand and change i think it was thirty two hundred dollars fourteen fourteen and six i think thirty four hundred dollars to every american and now in 2021 and 2022 the inflation rate factored into the cost of living makes it so that yeah that's great you got thirty four hundred dollars in 2020 and 2021 but now your cost of living has gone up fifty five hundred dollars a year so uh, as I've said before, it was a high interest credit card that they slicked some college kid into getting and, you know, they can't get out from under it. And so that's that's what they set us up for. And so where where did all that money go? It went to the giant corporations. It went into duffel bags under the table. And now they're sitting there. Flee I mean, when was the last time you saw a stimulus check? <laughs> a, a year <laughs> ago? Yeah. A year ago? Right. And so... You know, the, the, the whole narrative coming out and the reason why they have to create a ministry of truth is the entire lie is falling apart. And it's the, the moment of recognition hasn't hit home with a lot of Americans, I believe. And, and that's going to be something that really comes to roost in the next few months. And these measures are, are, are being committed or enacted to enforce damage control ahead of the midterms well the, you know the, the uh just the words themselves like this is the same garbage that that you know they were pushing before like they they call it social distancing there's nothing social about it okay like they they should have called it physical distancing so when they're just listen to what they tell you they're telling you exactly what they really mean 
when they say social distancing, they mean they do not want you to socialize. They do not want you to be around other people. And it's not because of a virus. It's very clear, anyone who's been paying attention to all the flip-flopping from the CDC, from Fauci, this has nothing to do with health. They want you separated because they do not want you to share ideas with each other. They do not want you to organize. Uh, and what better way to uh, stop anyone who might you know, try to resist a, a massive takeover of the country and eradicate the Constitution uh, over the course of you know, a couple months in the name of public health? What better way to do that than to, you know, essentially criminalize anyone gathering? Uh, and then we saw them favoring, okay, BLM can, can gather, they can protest, and we should allow them to protest even because, uh, or even, uh, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, while Trump supporters are going to be super spreader events, any, any conservative event, that's going to spread coronavirus, but the BLM, we should allow it because it's for a good cause. And now what we're seeing with this, you know, little witch, uh, you know, talking about informational distancing, they're just telling you they do not want you to to listen to, to investigate the information that they are not giving you. They are, it is simply a, a, a psyop to get you to once again turn back to the monopoly of, inf of information that the mainstream media has had for so long. Uh, and it, it shows exactly how terrified they are because they wouldn't be saying it uh, so blatantly I, I don't think if they knew that people weren't listening to them. I mean, like, they have to know. They have to know that no, that, uh, that no one watches them. They know that their ratings are down. They, that's why they started launching CNN Plus, because they want to do some new thing, get into a different space, bring in some revenue because they don't freaking have any. Uh, that failed. Uh, now now with, with Twitter and everything that's going on, they're, they're, they're just panicking. And so the only thing that they have is to go back to the same kind of uh, of ideology, which is COVID, because it has been, you know, relatively effective on the American people. So they're just trying to use that exact same thought process to get you to uh, to voluntarily distance yourself from any kind of information that threatens their narrative. Well, and this is this is the scary part is in the evolution of a country shifting to from you know socialism first, then full blown communism. Socialism is the precursor to communism. Socialism is the loss of everyone's individual freedoms, and then it essentially becomes state-owned, right? Your life becomes state-owned, and, and then you have the USSR. That is the moment we're in right now, is that the private industry, right? You know, So you have the private industry, and this is held true all, throughout all of history of, of the rise and fall of socialist communist uh, regimes is that this relationship between private market and public office and federal government eventually gets merged into one and what we're seeing is that whether it's twitter you know other countries don't have this luxury try to do this and try to try to be a billionaire to buy up a private uh, to buy a company in hong kong or beijing and you got to run. You have to run the approval through the government. You know, you you get second dibs to anything business related, and and so this is where it is a unique situation in that the U.S. government is looking at what Musk did, and they've 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 really been destabilizing this. And then you look at what's happening with CNN, that all of these companies are no more than megaphones for an agenda much of it having been funded through government subsidies, NPR, for example, and they can't keep the beast alive. So either they must swallow up the remains and claim it for their own or just do their own thing. And that's what they're doing now. So it, it's, it's a very significant development. And it's also probably the best trap that a private citizen could have set for the establishment in, in what Musk did. And I think he's going to have a lot of fun with this. But you have to imagine that they couldn't keep everything covered up in 2020 with the laptop. And people all across the movement have been hammering on everything, whether it's the election stuff, whether it's the COVID, whether it's Hunter Biden, whether it's it's the, you know, the, the regime that's in the White House. They've been hammering this matter and they've gotten to the point where 
you know, my my lawyer is uh, he escaped the USSR, and he said there was a point in the Soviet Union where we all knew it was fake, but we said we believed it anyway because well, I guess you'd get sent to a gulag to break rocks, but that moment is is coming now. That moment, this is the the these are the the foundational stages of I think the American public waking up similar to how the people of the USSR did as it was collapsing. But then there's also that aspect of it is that you have to see the reality that if things do not change and action is not made by the American people against stuff like this, that that is the next step collapse, you know, collapse, suffering, misery and collapse, then prolonged suffering, misery and collapse. And then something new rises from the ashes is the hope. But that's what, you know, we're seeing all of this rhetoric, even, I mean, Biden came out two days ago and revives the subject of, of student loans. And the only, the only reason I can see for that is that they're just using it as, you know, remember Obama's going to pay my mortgage. Obama's going to give me an Obama phone, right. To get, to get him elected. But this, this, this is a whole nother level of trying to buy off the people and what they won't say and what's so i think grave about the situation when it comes to student loans you're talking about trillions of dollars of capital that is not forgiven that's the u.s government bailing out the banks that wrote these loans so it's no different than 2008 it's no different than the the government bailing out, say, Chase Bank, if all of their mortgage holdings go bad over the next two years because of the economy, they'll they, they label it as forgiveness. But you think a, a three point eight trillion dollar you know war package or whatever, you know, printing printing trillions of dollars about bail out, bail out four trillion dollars of student loan debt. That means we're just going to print more money and it's going to put americans you know the the downside to that is great do you're going to do that that's you know it sounds good on paper to a desperate person that's drowning under this garbage debt you sold them you know so they could go to uh some ivy league college and walk out with a, a degree in aquatic gender studies and it, it's it's just going to torpedo us even further and it's it's well, and people aren't just, buying it though the 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 like young people, some of them, yeah, and I, I have sympathy for a lot of them because they're they've they're still sold on this idea that, you know, they need to go and get a get this degree, pay all this money for an education that's not going to serve them, most of which isn't an education in the first place. Uh, but it it really I think just comes down to people people saying screw it, and uh, there there are so many things like the the student loan thing, Biden fairly you know fairly long ago uh, gave up on the student loan and said yeah no we can't do that not going to pay for it and they kept kind of walking it back walking it back it was clear they were never going to do that in the first place um but it's it's just another carrot that they like to throw because now they have so many uh so many people who are so upset with the economy people are not happy with gas prices that are you know four dollars six dollars in california and continuing to rise I mean, they're they're going up every every week. Uh, people are not happy with the fact that food costs have doubled. People are, are not happy uh, that you know they are making less money, and their buying power is absolutely crushed. Uh, and they're not happy that all these these young individuals have, who've been paying all this money and have all this student debt are not finding any any space in the labor force. They know that. And now, with the revelations of the Hunter Biden laptop, there's a a subsect of the population here that is, you know, waiting and itching and very vocally demanding that something is being done about that. And we're seeing the, the powers in Washington, you know, kind of, you know, slap the ball back and forth. Um, but the, the anger that a lot of Americans have over the COVID, uh, the disaster that has resulted in so many Americans dead and many more who will be injured are now having problems who have been pulled away from their families, people are really upset. And at this point, I think they're just going after the the young and vulnerable 
uh, who, you know, might still buy into some of this garbage. Uh, but, but most people are not. This is, a, you know, again, th this is, I, I think they, they don't have any more tricks. Th this is the, the good part about all this is as we're seeing the mainstream ma media, the fourth estate, as we're seeing it collapse, as we're seeing it absolutely, I mean, it's just like committing suicide on national television. Uh, we are we are seeing that they really don't have, you know, any more tricks up their sleeve in terms of the messaging. And so now they're they're just playing other games and trying to spin the narrative away from the things that are really important and, you know, that are inevitably going to come out. Uh, before we go any further, I have to remind everyone, this podcast is still sponsored by Air Medcare Network. They've been a sponsor of us for uh, over a year now. Uh, we know them personally, great people. Uh, so if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors, health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight. Uh, with Air Medcare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you or any of your family ever need an air medical transport. This is fire insurance. Uh, this, you know, this type of service can be extremely expensive if you do have some kind of injury or you are needed to be, uh, to be air medically transported. So uh, make sure you protect yourselves. It's very affordable. Uh, it starts at uh, $85 a year. It's cheaper if you're a senior as well. So for listeners of this show, go, you can go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, and you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card back. Uh, don't use the Amazon version. They're the same uh, part of the same deep state that, uh, you know, that Twitter was formerly. And, uh, you know, Bezos has the Washington Post. Uh, you know, these, these are the same globalist pieces of garbage who are trying to put this great, great reset, you know, upon all of us and have been in bed with China the entire time. So, uh, you know, I mean, Amazon has just been crushing NAC in the, you know, in the Amazon store. They've you know, banned it basically. They're pulling it everywhere. So uh, don't support them, uh, but do support Air Medicare Network and make sure that you guys are protected. Yeah, so my concern is that it's not, you say they, they don't they don't have much more they can do. And I agree with you. So then it's all hands on deck. It becomes That's fine though. That's fine. Because we're all hands on deck. I don't I don't I really don't care yeah, about that. That part doesn't scare me are. at all. I hope that no. I, I just hope more Americans are. You know, I, I've I, I've been in grocery stores. I mean, I'm on the East Coast now, and you just hear in passing. You know, people 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 are struggling. People are hurting really bad. I was in in rural North Carolina, and there was this gas station I stopped at, and it was a place kind of stuck in you know the '70s. It has the old pumps out front and. I mean, kind of hole in the wall place. And I'm looking at the meters on the, the gas pumps and the, someone had bought like a dollar 47 of gas. And then someone had bought like a few, few dollars more. And so people, people are really at their breaking point. And I, you, your comment about the student loans, I think that's going to be their ace in the hole to really try to sway things at the end. Because I think my call on this is that by the summer, Americans are really seeing the damage that they have done to everything. So first of all, we, we talked about the erosion of people's money, talking about how inflation is costing the family $5,500 more a year. And now the, the, the housing market mortgage rates are up more than double what they were at the beginning. So they, they, they're setting the stage for a mortgage crisis all over again, like 2008. And these jobs, you know, JP Morgan is now walking back their demand to have people in the office because the employees are no longer, they're pushing back. You know, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan both said, you guys have to come back to the office now. Now the, 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 the social, you know, the, the, the workers revolution that they've created that is ultimately going to destroy the worker is that no one wants to come back to work. And so companies will eventually just dissolve those responsibilities and outsource them or just stick a robot that they don't have to pay or pay health insurance for in their place. And so it's it's this, again, this Orwellian world that they've created that these, these 
these people are clapping and applauding their own destruction and they're inviting it. And so I really hope that the average the average American doesn't get the short end of this stick in the long run because they're they're really getting it now. And well, I think they absolutely do, though. I don't. I'm honestly not worried about the average American. Like, yes, there are a lot of Americans who still don't get it, but like the average American does understand that this is not serving them anymore. There are still there are, and there always will be. There is a certain percentage, I believe, that are never going to be able to really get out of uh, the brainwashing that you know that they've been subjected to their entire lives. And and remember, and for for all those listening, I know there's a lot of people here that. Uh, and I know some who are very awake, like super, super awake right now. Uh, two years ago, they weren't. You know, five years ago, they weren't at all. There, there are so many that have been able to see very clearly as this plan has been rolled out and as we've started to realize exactly how disingenuous, how deceitful, how absolutely uh, full of it, you know, these people are and these supposed leaders are, they have woken up. There is a certain amount who I don't think ever will. And I, I think... I mean, they're just, it, these are like the super radical, you know, lefties uh, who are really given over to this indoctrination of children and to all this socialism stuff. Some of them I don't think will ever make it. And they'll, they might live out their lives thinking that, you know, their communist utopia failed. And frankly, when more comes out, and I think it's going to be a combination of what's coming out from the laptop. You know, John Durham is about to, I, th I think and I believe and I hope, John Durham's going to slay some people. They are about to crucify these dudes. Fusion um, GPS, they're all trying, they're all trying to, the DNC, Hillary Clinton, I mean, they're all trying to claim attorney-client privilege. On, and it's like, look, you guys, you guys ram this stuff through the media and you claimed it to be the most, you know, the greatest single threat to the, the existence of our democracy and now you're you're claiming attorney client privilege that was something your, they distinctly what, denied trump right and and so what you're once claiming as exculpatory evidence is now being blockaded through the courts and so the whole the whole story is falling apart but my, my last comment on the student loan stuff in the greater picture of what they're trying to work out here you know you your average millennial later to the end, ed, end of the spectrum of the of millennial is burdened with massive student debt most of them were graduating right around the pandemic i have friends that i went to college with that went through the same situation they get out they have six figures in student debt they couldn't get a job because of the pandemic they landed some intermediary job like working at a coffee shop or a restaurant with their fancy degree and then the pandemic came around and it slaughtered them because they had to most amount of move back home with their parents because, you know, every coffee shop in every city closed down. And so now you know, the kids had two options. They had the option of being wealthy enough that they could keep up with their student loans. And then they had the option that they could just defer it. And so, you know, the idea of give me a hamburger today, I'll pay you tomorrow is the same thing, the same approach they did with these kids. And so now... Uh, many of them have racked up these massive bills that they, you know, gets eventually comes the time when they have to either start paying it back or the tab has become so much big in backlog that they can't pay it back. So I, I'm really concerned that their push here is to that they strategically positioned the next generation to be so desperate. Right. Remember, emotional manipulation, avoid people that manipulate you emotionally and so they took an entire generation that is now you know more concerned about whether or not they have money left to eat after they've paid their expenses that one of the exemptions that the biden administration had come out with in regards to student loan forgiveness was not forgiveness in the sense that you're like okay okay apollo thanks for playing but you know you can go, you know, we're sorry. The The forgiveness that they envisioned was allowing the the loan holder to default, declare bankruptcy, right? Yeah, yeah. Until, until this discussion came about, you could declare bankruptcy and it would get rid of every debt except a federally uh, subsidized student loan. So it didn't matter. You couldn't escape it. And so one of the one of the quiet discussions the Biden administration has had is that 
loan forgiveness means just allowing you to erase that debt in bankruptcy. And so I'll circle that into my point that if you've held the kids down long enough that they're desperate enough to say, you know what, I'm nearing 30, I would really like to just be able to go on vacation. Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll declare bankruptcy. I'll get rid of my student loan, but you can't purchase anything. You can't purchase a house. You're dead for seven years. Your credit's destroyed. But what do they have? They have enough cash to get by every month and live the life that was sold to them, right? You know, live with roommates, go to go get your uh, your six dollar latte. And so they've created they this sold generation. This to their parents, though. This is this was sold yeah, well it, before it a, this generation, you know. Yeah, well, this this generation has no savings. They have no savings. Our well, parents, and they, you know, they don't even have a concept of what savings are. Like you literally, yeah. a, a lot of them, you ask them. Uh, you know, cool. Like, do you have money? Like, do you have a month of expenses? They're like, huh? Like, it doesn't even occur to them. And so, well, and no, but I, I think it's important because I think a big part of that, and and I can I can be very critical of. So I'm I'm a millennial. Well, I'm a millennial millennial myself. We we both are, right? Um, yeah. And I, I've seen a lot of absolute uh, degeneratism in our generation. But in a lot of ways, they have been they are the the generation that has kind of uh, culminated them and, and the next the, the, the young kids. Now, they have been uh, born into this world when so many of these these apparatuses, the media and the, the school systems, which have now been completely given over to all these absolutely radical ideas. And the education has been stripped down so, so far that they don't actually get the tools that they have to succeed and they are sold now by their parents as well and by the media and everyone else that and the government that they need to go and spend all this money and it's going to do something for them to get a liberal arts studies uh degree where they're going to get become a more well-rounded person uh and th th it's all they know and, and so i have a lot of sympathy for them uh because that it, it has in many ways been you know the the way that they've gr been grown up it's been this this like you know center for creating people who can't succeed who can't compete in the real world uh and well, you see that especially you know with the ones who are really given over to the left but i, I here, here and here's where i'm going with this just real quick I, I i hear what you're saying and i agree but i don't think that it really matters because one way or the other these kids if we don't fix what's going on in our country, if we don't fix the election, if we do not fix uh, the medical system, if frankly, I don't understand why people are still paying taxes in the first place, because it's very clear that, uh, you know, all this stuff is just going to fund all these other countries and fund the Department of Defense trying to kill us. And they're, they're using it all to rip us off anyways. So why are we still participating in that system? It's, it's like the, there's a meme where uh, a guy is talking to a monkey and he says, you're a stupid animal. And the monkey goes, you pay 30% of your taxes to stay out of prison. I mean, that's, I that's, that that's the point that we are. So uh, until we fix all this stuff, those kids are screwed anyways. You know, and if we do fix it, imagine we go full Trump, like, you know, the policies that he was going to have, our country would come back. Those kids would be able to pay back their loans. Those kids would be able to compete. They would be able to, to you know, feed themselves and to create a life and buy a house. We, we would see a revival in the housing market and the economy, but we need well, to fix the problem first. Change is always possible, but the, the, the one issue is you see, you see how they're setting it up, and maybe we do have to be vocal about it because the average kid, it doesn't, I mean, you know, going back to New York, you had, everyone lived in 30-day time frames, right? Can I, can I, the, the average person that moved to New York to get an education, to find a job, lived in 30 day time frames. Can I, okay, I paid my rent. I'm not going to think about anything until the next time I have to pay my rent and pay my food bill. And as long as I have a Metro card and that's the lifestyle and it was a party all the time. And there were these, you know, there were the, there were a majority of kids that had moved to these outer boroughs to live the life in New York were paycheck to paycheck. And now the chickens have come home to roost for them. And the connection to making it so that you know, baiting them out from under their student debt by by destroying their uh, ability to participate, right? You know, you, you declare bankruptcy, you destroy your ability to purchase a car. If you do purchase cars, we mass some rates, houses, all, all, everything. You become a non-player for seven years. And that's the point. That's what they want, especially as they're moving us towards 
the eCash Act, the digital currency, digital wallet, full trackability of everyone's finances, full accountability. And then you look at these giant hedge funds buying up all these housing complexes. So they really are, they really, you know, the long-term play here, and this is what I'm concerned about for our generation, not, not what needs to be done now, but what needs to be done for the generation they see 10 years out is that they're setting the stage where everyone gets put into their government-owned box, spends their government-issued money, and I don't mean in like the labor dollar sense. I mean them set, setting up a, a digital wallet system that will be like Chuck E. Cheese tokens. And you get to buy from the select group of companies that have all been absorbed into the hands of a select few. And it will really be like, what is that movie? Uh, Idiocracy. Yeah. Idiocracy. So, well, and you know, that's my. T- no, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's exactly the system they want. But I will remind everyone that they are killing us. You know, like the all this financial stuff and the digital currency, that that's all well and good. Um, but we still have an election system that's beyond fraudulent. Uh, it, it can't even be called an election system, uh, and they are quite literally still murdering, uh, you know, our men, women, men, women, and children in our hospitals. They're going after the kids. Now they're, they're pushing around desivere on babies. They're, this is a, it's not even a, gen- a genocide. I mean, it is in many ways, but I, I've, you know, the term democide, which is simply a government killing its people. That's, that's really what we're witnessing here. So, you know, we can deal with the financial stuff, but, uh, people are still like, there's there's no urgency when when they're well aware of the fact that people are quite literally being murdered every day and it's not just the financial system it's not just the school system that all these these industries all these sectors this this is all coordinated and and i hope that everyone has understood that um and you know i i, I just i pray that that people you know to use joe's term get in the gap um but really we ne- we need to be a lot more active and you know we we try you know, every day on this show to provide everyone with information so that you can understand more clearly what it is that is actually going on and but also to inspire you because you know like in 1776 the 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 3% groups came from the fact that uh and you can debate the numbers but 3% of the population was all it took to you know to flip the system and we outnumber them far more than we did then like far more, even our military. We we out we outnumber our own military by thousands to one. If if enough people just said, "I'm done. I'm not going along with this anymore," uh, it, it would be over in a day, like truly in a day. If there was that one moment and the light bulb went off in everyone's head, and they said nope, and they all got together, and you know, forget all this social distancing. And frankly, I think there's a day very soon where we uh, where it would be wise to just say, no, I'm not paying anything, not paying any taxes, not paying any fines. I'm not giving any more money to this government until they actually fix the problem, until these snakes get out of there uh, one way or the other, and until they they actually start holding the interest of the American people at heart. Um, so, I mean, that that's that's my take. The, uh, you know, the, yes, the, they want to put in all this crypto or all this uh, digital wallet, digital ID, digital passports, vaccine tracking, and they're doing it, but we have to realize that this is not just about whether or not we get to choose to have a chip put in our hand. Th- this is about whether or not we choose life. Uh, and you know, you can you can you can sacrifice a lot, but you cannot ever get back your life. You cannot you know unvaccinate your child. You can't fix their DNA once they've been injected with you know with this bioweapon. You can't you can't get back the lives of your family members. If they, you know, get put into this execution system, we call a medical establishment now. So just please remember what's important. It looks like we're out of time. Yeah. Yeah, we are out of time. Um, well, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we're going to have an awesome uh, show for you tonight. Remember, remember that we are no longer at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. We are at 4 Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. And we are on Lindell TV too during that hour. Uh, so you can follow us on Telegram. Uh, we're there at Conservative Daily. Joe is on Telegram at Joe Oltman. We're also on True Social. Uh, and we are on there now. So 
Joe is there at Joe Oldman. We're again at Conservative Daily. You can also follow Ash at Ash in America. Uh, she's got great content. We're live on conservative-daily.com, Rumble D Live, Cloud Hub, and Frank Speech. Uh, again, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on Lindell TV 2. Uh, we need a lot more Rumbles because the percentage of you who have hit it yet is disappointing me today. Uh, so hit some Rumbles. Uh, it helps us climb up because we need to reach more people. We need to wake up more Americans. So help be a part of that solution. Uh, smash the Rumble button. If you're on conservative-daily.com, share that link. Uh, help us, you know, help us become more visible, so that we can help the American people become more visible and push through the garbage and the the fake, uh, you know, reality that the mainstream media likes to portray, uh, which is that we are the minority because we are not. We outnumber them massively, and we are uh, the once silent majority. We are now the loud, uh, awake lion. But we all need to step into that. So you can follow us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. We're on a ton of other sites as well. If you're on Apple, please go over there. Give us a five-star review. Uh, tell us what you think. I know we've made a lot of changes, but we're really excited about it. Um, and we've grown a lot. Help us to keep doing that. Uh, share the audio edition. Share the Apple Podcast. Share the Podbean. Uh, share our Rumble uh, episodes, our channel, our uh, site, conservative-daily. If you need a reminder when we go live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. We'll send you a text when we're about to go live. Um, and also remember that we do have our memberships live. If you go over to conservative-daily.com, uh, in the top, uh, top right corner, uh, you can log in, become a member for as little as $10 a month. Every membership level that you go up, you get discounts counts on the fax blasts uh we have a great one today i'll let jake uh tell you about that in a moment and this basically we send uh we send faxes thousands hundreds of thousands uh sometimes a day we had very effective campaigns like with uh amarova the absolute communist who was nominated for control of the currency uh, and it allows you to make your voice heard in congress to show these people that you are watching and you know show exactly how many americans have their eyes on the ball have their eyes on them and let them know that we will hold them accountable so go over and check that out uh jake you want to tell them about the facts blast today yeah so uh today's we ran on the appointee to head the ministry of uh, disinformation or governance board so what you can do is uh, the senate can and can hold a hearing or require testimony from the individuals involved. This is not just something that can be thrown up and created uh, by the regime as much as they'd like to think they can. So you sign up, make an account, uh, you pick your your home state, your residency, so you can have your representatives on file so you can directly communicate with them. And when you communicate with them, their, their office has to print the facts and log it into the computer and recognize it. And so we've actually, you know, we've seen a lot come out with Title 42. Title 42 helped get pushed down the road. We we're very vocal about that. Omarova, you know, things things that they use the noise to distract from, things that on, on, on face value don't appear to be that significant. So they try to sneak it in on the back door, but they assume and expect that the american people have lost their voice and that is not the case so it's a good way to have your voice heard and remind is that though their office is theirs uh, our vote is one 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 switch away from removing them in november so you can also customize your message and remind them politely or however you feel fit that you're not happy with their behavior and what what they are allowing to happen to our country and you shouldn't so. be and you shouldn't be well that's it we're out of time we're going to pray real quick before we sign off and we'll see you tonight uh, father god we thank you for the blessings that we continue to receive we speak so much about very uncomfortable topics about a great amount of evil that we see permeating our society attacking our our children uh, attacking our minds, trying to divide us. But there is so much good, so much beauty, so much wonder that we see every day if we are open to it, if we look for it. We thank you for connecting us all. We thank you for the revival of the American spirit that we have seen over the last several years. 
We thank you for exposing the corruption. We thank you for exposing the lies, the deceit in our political institutions, in our media. We pray that this agenda will come to an end swiftly. We know that you have so much in store for us, and we are listening to your words. We are listening to your messages. Give us signs every single day, reminding us of why we are here. We are here to be agents of your will. We are here to see the the world that you have waiting for us, to see it born here, to see it rise, to see the American people rise, to see our children restored to a place of, of knowledge. We, we pray that their future will be bright. So many have sacrificed so much in this fight for truth, in this fight to take back our republic. And we pray that you cover them, that you cover them with a hedge of protection. We pray that you, you provide them with ways to feed themselves, with ways to sustain themselves. This has been a weary battle for many, but we are willing to stay in the fight and we will, we will never surrender. Uh, General Patton said several things, one of which a pint of sweat will save a gallon of blood, and we are willing to shed that sweat. We are willing to put in the hard work. We are willing to stand up every day unapologetically, courageously, fearlessly, because we know that you are on our side. We pray that we will continue to do this. We pray that we will only increase in our awareness that we will be able to do so more effectively, that we will be a more effective voice, we will be a louder voice, that our words come from you and that they will pierce the, the shroud uh, of deceit, the fog of war that has descended upon all Americans. We, we ask this in Jesus' name. And, and we, ask, we ask you, Father, Father God, for, for hope. We ask you for, for inspiration, knowing that there is nothing that we can do without you, but there's nothing that we cannot do knowing that you are on our side. So I say to all listening, in the name of Jesus, lead me, follow me, or get out of my way, because we will restore our republic, and we will see the plan of our Lord God. We will see it done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, everyone, that's it. Uh, we will see you tonight, again, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. God is winning. We are winning. This is the year that we will see accountability. We will see our country restored. And I look forward to seeing that future with all of you. My name is Apollo. I'm Jake Freo. We'll see you soon. We will see you tonight, everyone. God bless you.